Hey guys, welcome to the Fox and Burger podcast, where we bring you stories from the Asian furry fandom one interview at a time. I'm your co-host Fox. And I am Burger. And for today's episode, we have our very first Thai furry. Uh, we have Polar the Lion Studio with us tonight. He is a furry from Thailand. He has been working in the film and TV industry for t- uh, 10 years. He's actually con staff for Thai Tales in Thailand and Inferni in Taiwan, uh, primarily working as their cons videographer. Uh, I personally had the honor of meeting Polar in 2017, and he's been a great friend ever since. Welcome, Polar, to the show. Hi. Sawadee Hi, guys. Sawadee I'm Polar <laughs> from Thailand. Yeah, my, my intonation was probably really bad there, but whatever. <laughs> at least I tried. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. important. Mm-hmm. So, so Polar, um, as always, um, we, we always think it's important to introduce yourself first. So, um, okay. you know, what do, what do, what do you do in the fandom, and like, and like, what's your persona? Okay, uh, my persona is a white lion. I choose the lion because I think his uh, the lion is very cool animals, and then he act pretty like very strong. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. So you're saying so, you're a strong guy? No, no. I mean, I can't act <laughs> cute or something, so I shoot the lion instead of the I other animals. Before, because, yeah. I see you several times. You look pretty strong. You're stronger well, than me. No. Is it, is it more yeah. like a, a strong personality then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean like that because, um, be honestly, I can't act like cute or something like, you know what I mean, right? Toony yeah, stuff, yeah. I can't, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I choose the lion because the lion just like stands still and look cool anyway. Mm-hmm. So like, does your character have like a backstory, or 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 you know, like does does is he just like is he just supposed to like represent you? No, I think I want to be a lion. That's it. Sorry. <laughs> Simple yeah. enough. He's, he's kind of like me. He's yeah. That's that's fair, you know. Some people just want to be a lion. Some people just want to be a dragon. Some people just want to be a, a hybrid of whatever they want. You know, that's the <laughs> yeah, great yeah. thing about the furry fandom. You're right. So how did you get involved within the furry fandom in the first place? Well, let's say um, I've turned to be a furry because I just interesting in one Disney movie movies. I mean, the ca- cartoon movies, animation movies. Don't, don't, don't tell me the Lion King. Ah, it is. It is Lion King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I would think you know? I would think it was be like a Kimba the White Lion, not like oh. Simba the oh, rip off lion. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Damn, Kimba. We got a real okay. fan here. Kimba the well, White Lion. Well, everyone knows. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the first first animation I watched is like uh, the Lion King. Yeah, Sandai, mm-hmm. if you're in love with the lion. Well, yeah. But the character I did love is Scar or Kovu, but not Simba or any kind, anything. Just wow, Kovu. Ko- Kovu. Yeah. <laughs> we should have brought him to, on the other episode then. I think Kofu <laughs> and Polar would have gotten along. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Scar or Kofu, I see. So I'm actually kind of curious as like a side question. Did you watch it in the like the Thai dub or the English dub? Well, I watched it in English. Oh, I see. I personally watched the movie in English because it helped me practice the English. Mm. I mean, yeah. Like, uh, if you want to be good at foreign language, you need to watch like or listening the 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 other language, right? I think yeah. It certainly and helped me with my Japanese whenever I watch anime, even if it's like ah. casual, like direct and more. I don't know how you would say it, like blunt and offensive types of Japanese, <laughs> because uh-huh. that's the the more dramatic and anime flavor of Japanese. It's not all the polite oh. tones and all that. I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Like you're not just gonna walk up to a random random stranger and say, "Oh my, well, Cinderella." Yeah. Yes, I th- I think for me, like I definitely echo that statement. Like, um, consuming media, um, in that target language, um, and again, you know, I- I'm a Chinese language learner, so whether it be like news or cartoons or dramas, like it at least it gets your train. It, it, sorry, at least it gets your mind trained to think in that language, or at least to keep consuming that media. Like you may not know every single word, but like you can at least look at the sentence patterns. You can look at the words. You can always pause like the show or whatever, right? You know. So like, I, I definitely think it's important to keep consuming that kind of media. Yeah, you're right. 
So I, I do you know any uh, since this is a Taiwan based podcast, I guess you would call it. Do you happen mm-hmm. to know any sort of Chinese? Actually, you're since you're involved with Infernity, do you have any knowledge of like the Chinese language, Polar? Well, no, because um, honestly, I I don't know how to speak the other language instead of English. Hey, you can say you can say "what's the tiger in," right? I remember that. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's like the one word. Like introduce yourself. Like I'm a Thailand, mm-hmm. right? I'm a Thai What person. You mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mostly I speak with people in English. That's the one great thing about English. It's just a one giant unifier sort of a language. Even when I would go on holiday to different right. countries, there would be like, say I went to like Singapore or Indonesia, yeah. just some yeah. far off like South Asian place and some like Korean or Chinese tourist would try to go up to one of the uh, tour guides or shop owners or something and the both of them, neither of them knew their rep- other like target language, so they just spoke in English with each other, thick accent and all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh. <clears throat> it really is the lingua franca. Like, like I had very similar situations as well, where it's like, you know, like like you had two people who whose mother tongue is not English, but it's so weird. Like, and I'm living in Taiwan. I remember I I had a similar situation where it's like I had like a like a Korean friend. Uh. And like a Japanese friend, and we're we're like studying Chinese together, but we're living in Taiwan, and sometimes we'll just switch to English, like even even though even though like for the Korean and the Japanese friend, like like that's not their mother tongue, but that that I definitely think that like with English as a lingua franca, like it does help with the communications. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I heard some rumor that like Taiwan was going to be try to be a bilingual. Uh, nation by like 2030 with both Chinese and English as their languages. Mm-hmm. Really? I thought like they, I think uh, Taiwanese love to speak Japanese, I guess. Like mostly my friends are like they mm, can yeah. speak both of the Chinese and then Japanese, but mm-hmm. like rarely person that can speak English pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. I heard about that too, actually. Like, like uh, I heard, like there are some Taiwanese furs who they they would rather speak Japanese or learn Japanese, and it kind of makes sense because, like, they live much closer to Japan, and uh-huh. you know that's not to mention that Taiwan was a former Japanese colony. So I think like that lingering Japanese influence is still there in Taiwan. Um, of course, yeah, but there's yeah. not a whole lot of like. Japanese focused cram schools. Mostly it's English yeah. language, you know. That is true. Uh, that is true, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, can, yeah, yeah. And I can say this as a teacher at one of those cram schools. Let's see. I think a good question to ask now is like about your experiences with different furry conventions. Uh so what sort of Asian area furry cons did you like the most that you've been to? I think the most con in Asian like that I like the most is like gym off. Yeah. Because the weather like is very good to me. And you know Japan. So you like it cold. Very, you it, like it yes, cold. cold. Yeah. <laughs> and Japan, well, the culture is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. But um <laughs> but but I think the second place gonna be Infernity. Infernity. In- hey. Infernity. Oh, wait a minute. Hey, that's my favorite. Infer- that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, how to pronounce. Oh, man. <laughs> Tongue twister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I was just going to say that it's interesting that you picked the uh, Japanese and Taiwanese conventions rather than the, the Thailand convention. Well, let's say um, we're a small group. I mean, mm. like, I mm-hmm. think we're... Our fandom are just like born like few years ago, like just a little bit grown up. We just held the con at the same age at um like Infinity. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We held the same years. And people just know that okay, we have the con and they just like okay, oh wow, and they just okay, we have Fursu and since in Thailand we don't have like opportunity for buying the first suit from True. other countries yeah mm-hmm. so mostly like in people in the fandom they just build it by themselves yeah 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 you, just you like, cannot um, see like really like tail like, right yeah 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 
mm-hmm. you cannot see like the Amano Jagu or like very like five star suit in Thailand. Like rarely see it. Like we have it, but like many, not many person, not many people brought by the suit. Yeah, that's something to explain. I want to cut in and say that um, in Thailand, um, just for those who have not been to Thailand, because um, everyone in this everyone in this uh, episode has been to Thailand. I want to mention, but for the people who haven't been to Thailand, um, their salaries are very very low. Yeah, they're very very low. So like they wouldn't be able to afford those kinds of suits. So like like polar, I think I think like like can you give us like an idea of like how much a like an average Thai person would make? Just to give well, us an idea. Well, uh, I don't want to say that, but. One dollars an hour, mm-hmm. like minimum wage in Thailand, is one dollar an hour. Yeah, really, only like twenty eight, thirty baht. Yes, around that, thirty, thirty five, something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, how many hours did, would they work in a day then? Uh, I think eight like hours. Like ten hours, eight hours. Okay. Yeah, eight to ten hours. That's just a very. Hours. That's a very stark sort mm-hmm. of. Uh, economic mm-hmm. disparity, I guess you would call it, just because you have that's probably the minimum wage that you could survive on, like outside of Bangkok, and then you have Bangkok. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If people interesting to join us, please, because um, we have a good place. We have like good people here. Oh so, yeah, for sure. Yeah, feel free to join if you want. So. Titles, yeah. <laughs> we'll definitely link that in the description. Uh, the Titles for the official Twitter. Um, I've I've been to Titles myself two times, I think. Uh, twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen, um, and then and then of course Corona hit. So then you know, uh, Titles uh, has has been postponed. But like, I I definitely can say for myself, like like um the Thai the Thai furry fandom. Man, how do how to describe it really? Like like I always feel like they're pretty like. They're always fun going. They're always. I feel like Thai people are, are always fun going, and I feel like they're also uh, fairly respectful. I know that like um, some of my Thai friends, they can't really speak English very well, but I feel like sometimes uh, they'll try though. Like you know, they, they'll try. Like even if even if um, it's not their native language, I think we mentioned this in our in our very first episode that if you kind of give them a chance to speak, then they'll definitely like they'll definitely take the time to speak. Yeah, that's why we have the name Land of Smile. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> the mm-hmm. land of smiles, yeah. The most I've seen, in yeah, the most I've seen from the Thai fandom is uh, mm-hmm. Sherbert's video. Whenever he went to, I think it was Infernity, and he got a bunch oh, right. of the Thailand fursuiters to come into a, a room with him and shoot a video, and then some of the Taiwanese, some of the as many Asian fursuiters as he could to get mm-hmm. into one video and do stuff and like I, I, I want to cut in but you say he but I'm, I'm actually I'm the co-organizer <laughs> of that video I'm the co-organizer it. <laughs> wow okay oopsie but but that's true though like like yeah you're talking about the video where he went to Inferni and then he like he got like what like like didn't he get like seven typhers in a room and they're like dancing or whatever yeah they were telling him about what is it called song oh uh, man the the, the Thai the Thai drunk dancing or something. <laughs> oh, oh sung sung sung. It's it's sung. Yeah, yeah, sung. You didn't. Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. You, hey, they didn't teach him the molam. <laughs> I don't think teach him molam. I should say. I should say. Uh, I'm. I don't think I mentioned this, but I'm Lao American, so so I understand Thai culture. Uh, I wouldn't say very well, but it's very similar to Lao culture. So. I think that uh, whenever I get to go to Thailand, I, I always feel like I'm at home for some reason. Well, we're neighbor. That's true. Like the, <laughs> we, our culture is similar, actually. Mm-hmm. Like even the language is pretty similar, so mm-hmm. we can understand each other like pretty well. Every time, every time I go to Thailand, though, like I remember, I remember sometimes because uh, my Lao is really, really bad. So then, even when I speak Lao, like half the time, the Thai people can understand me; half the time, they can't. <laughs> But I still love Thailand, though. Yeah, I really recommend it. You know, like like I really recommend like whenever COVID finally lets up and things get better, like it's it's for sure a great country to visit. Yeah, just be sure which tourist group you run into, like be cautious of them because they might just send you to like a more. Um, if you are going with tour, yes, but mostly we we take care of our guests pretty well. So mm-hmm. if you are my guest, right, we manage. 
people to like in each different group for like for me I'm gonna manage a VIP mm-hmm. van for you guys for travel mm-hmm. with me so you're not like going to get like scammed scammed yeah, yeah. like uh, Polar, Polar was so nice man I remember the last time I went to Thailand it was with like I actually I actually rode on the same plane with JC Zilvin and then Juno and then I remember Polar was so nice that uh he came to the airport himself him his friends and then who else came who else came uh that day i can't remember was it was it uh makam yeah 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 is yeah. a you your friend and then wait makam, makam came makam came yeah yeah but yeah. then polar doesn't drive <laughs> polar doesn't know <laughs> polar doesn't drive so like well you, you i can't drive, drive but <laughs> well yeah because like i want to take care of my friends mm-hmm. so yeah, I let my yeah. friend drive instead so I can like <laughs> have a conversation with you guy while yeah. you're while we're on the road. You guys are so nice, man. I really I really appreciate that. Please so, Mercury, if you come to Thailand, please let me know. I will bring you around. Right. Yeah. He has he has <laughs> been to Thailand actually. I went yeah, there yeah, yeah. I went there on holiday for like mm. a few days. I went to Bangkok, I went to Kanchanaburi, I went to the the old Siam. Wow. Um, Did you go to Ayutthaya? Nice. Yeah, yes. that's old Siam. Oh, yeah. What year was that, by the way? Twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen? Twenty nineteen. Wait, when in twenty nineteen? It was during the summer between my break from my teaching job in China, and then heading back home to the U.S. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, so you came? You came after Thai Tales? Yeah. So like, after yeah, after Thai Tales, uh, during August Mm -hmm. or so. Uh huh. Well, one thing, um, um, kind of like going back to the to 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 the the topic of the fandom, though. Um, one thing I was going to ask though about uh, Thai Tales was, um, it was twenty nineteen, right? That was that was the last Thai Tales. Um, yeah. How many how many guys did you have? Uh, how many attendees did you have? Um, it's three three hundred something, right? Three hundred plus. Yes, mm-hmm, it's not that mm-hmm. much, but I think it's a good start from mm-hmm. like Thailand because like we start from. 100 and then now it's like almost 400 mm-hmm. so it's kind of a little little step from the first years i wanted to piggyback on that and uh sorry i don't have the uh, i should i don't i don't have the numbers on me but i wanted to ask mm-hmm. like because i just i'm just trying to compare um in 2018 how many were the attendees i think uh, yeah. 200 right uh, i don't know exactly the numbers mm. can i can you give you me a check? second i need to check again sure sure you can right. check uh while he's checking i can I was just going to say that, like, uh, Texas Furry Siesta, the second convention run by the same people that did Texas Furry Fiesta, they, when they first started back in 2015, it was basically just a little meetup at uh, the smaller hotel where they used to have TFF. Um, right, right. And that basically, it was, it was just a kind of a, random you know hey if you want to get together during the summer and you have nothing to do and you're still here in texas then like here's your chance to do like a small one-day convention and that's Mm -hmm. how it basically started out um and they got 250 people to show up for that on its first year and then it just went up and up and up and it's like almost it's about now it's about half as much attendees for siesta as it would be for Fiesta. So you're saying that so you're saying they have like up to a thousand by now? Up to one or two thousand. Hey there, Burger here, the editor and co-host. Just want to do a quick correction in that Texas Furry Siesta only had about 750 that attended back in 2019, while Texas Furry Fiesta had around 5,000 or so. My math was a little bit off, but anyway, back to the podcast. Wow. And that started off as a hangout. Yeah. And even then, there's uh, Arlington Fur Meat over in Arlington, Texas. That has... Oh. Yeah, that is huge. It, it so has what numbers like, do they have? Like, at this point, almost... I The last time I went was a couple years ago, and that was like 130, 140. And it just keeps mm. going up and up. And it takes up the entire, like... uh. SJ Stovall Park area at this point. Yeah, that one. Um, um, I didn't get to attend that one. I've heard about that one, um, the Arlington one, but I have not heard uh, or I have not attended. Um, but that's interesting to note. Um, yeah, uh, that's, I was, I, and that's just a monthly meetup. 
here in Texas in the D- uh, Dallas. Oh, it's monthly. Yeah, it's a monthly meetup in the Dallas Fort Worth area. So that just shows you the difference between the numbers of a growing small community in a Southeast Asian country versus right. You know, the United States. Yeah, that's definitely something to know. And I want I want to add to that. Um, so for so guys, um, you know, in, in the States, we have uh, millions and millions of people. Um, uh, you have to remind me, like, don't we have about 300 million, uh, a population of approximately 300 million in the in the, in the States? And 340 so, um, or so. Yeah, th- 340. So um, when you look at other countries, like, for example, Taiwan, they have about like 21, 20 to 21 million people. So these these fur cons in Asia are definitely going to be smaller. Um, and so like when you when you think about the size, um, like basically it's like proportion, like for their country, for the given the proportion of furries to like people, because, um, you know, furries will always be like a like a minority group. Right. But for Thailand, like those numbers getting to 300 people. Uh, attendees i should say like that's definitely a feat in itself um and yes. what's what's more is that you know as we mentioned the average thai person does not make a lot of money so one of the You're things right. is that they definitely cannot charge too much for the con otherwise you just you know you just you just won't get a lot of attendees right yeah um like like actually actually i, I like to well do you do you um do you have the numbers uh polar okay for the con? yeah yeah so the titans first year we have 125 right and for the first years, mm-hmm. for 2019, we have 285 attendees. 2019. Totals. 2019, yes. Gotcha, gotcha. And and also just uh, just to give um, a little bit more information, um, I just did a quick Google search and there are 29, 29 million people, approximately 29 million people in Thailand. And this, this was dated uh, 2019. Um, so... You know, just to give people um, a little bit more context, uh-huh. and it's and I think like uh, two thirds of that is only in Bangkok or the immediate Bangkok area. Right, right. Like like that Bangkok sort of like I I don't know if you want to say metropolitan, but that sort of like that that metropolitan like greater Bangkok area. Like, there's definitely a lot of people that are like conglomerated around that that like that that particular city. Because that's where the money is to be made. To be honest with you, it, it, it's it's the biggest city in Thailand. Yeah. So let's bring this back to conventions in general. Actually, okay. so um, Michael, you've been to both Western and Asian furry cons, but you and Polar have been to Thai Tales. So how does Thai Tales mm-hmm. do you think compares to a Western convention? Well, I'd like to uh, throw this question to Polar first. Um, uh, what, um, for Polar, like uh, I know if you've been to um, EF um, yeah. as, as a European con, so so yeah. like, um, how do you how would you compare like EF to uh, Thai Tales? Like, what are well, some of the similarities and differences? You know, well, similarity is like we are fairies, so mm. we love to hang out. <laughs> That's our nature, you know. Around the world, so I think Furicon, one thing is going to be the same, like people having fun mm-hmm. in the con. Yeah, but in Thailand, compared to the reference, right, it's like mm-hmm. they, they held for 25 years. So it's mm. very like, how to say, like they held before title around 20 years. So I think they start from the small people like us and then now they gather more than 3,000 plus people. Oh wow! For Thailand, we just start at 2016, so mm-hmm. we probably need like 20 years for furry growing population. I, yeah, like we need to grow the population of like people to interest the con. But um, I think like the big difference about Asian, let's say Thai tales, and then uh, uh-huh. your friend is like yeah, mostly people like. In in Europe, con they they have a lot of like people having money, right? So they they bought fur suits and wearing like one people can wearing a lot of fur suits, but Titel we just only have like uh, DIY suits. So people like yep. gathering and then yep. like have a conversation how to make it or like you know what I mean? Yeah, like so. You, have so, a- so, so you would say like uh, basically like the number of fur suiters is like less. When you go to Thai Tail, yeah. like, like the 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 number is less compared to like EF. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
<clears throat> the the con itself we have like structure same structure like we have like con day after parties like mm-hmm. party yeah like room yeah, party. I party yeah oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Party. and sure. and the culture is different so no matter you you attend like Taiwanese con Japanese con Thailand con like EF con or something the culture is gonna be different so you you're gonna like experience the culture from the countries each country you went like you visit look well, I kind of want to ask more about that then like like yeah. so maybe this is more of a question about like just culture in general but like what's what's like one thing in um yeah so I guess Germany right one one yeah, yeah. Like, what what's one what's one thing different comp- uh when you're comparing like German culture with Thai culture I think it's a drink cultures that's different oh the drinking culture <laughs> yeah drinking cultures <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, in German, they drink a lot. In Thailand, we have a miners, a lot of miners. So, and like, so in German, like, people love to drink, love to hang out. In but Thailand, people just like having fun, like small chit chat, and then like drink a light beer or something. I thought, I thought, I thought in Thailand, people like to drink too. <laughs> well, not many people. Wow. Like to drink. Well, don't count older. He's like, <laughs> he's like, yeah. There's uh, definitely sorry. more of a drinking culture over in the United States conventions as well, especially yeah. since there's more room parties and such where uh, the main mm-hmm. benefit is you get plenty of drinks. Um, uh-huh. I mean, they encourage you to tip the bartender, the, the uh. volunteer bartender there. It, like This is the layout of like a room party at like a convention that I've been to. So basically you have like the... Was it like the the deluxe suite with uh, yeah. its own kitchenette and separate right. bedroom? And most of the people hang out in the living area while the bedroom is for like more, I guess, intimate situations. Not like that kind of intimate, but if, if like someone just needs to pass out and they're, yeah. they're uh-huh. actually like rooming that night and want to be away from the crowd. Um, but oh. that living area with the kitchenette, that's the, basically the party room. You know, you might have someone <laughs> playing music or DJing. You might have a bartender that oh, either brought all the alcohol or is volunteering to give out all the drinks. You know, I haven't seen that at Infernity, for example. <laughs> I, I also, I mean, also think like sometimes, at least for TFF, there might very well be a party floor. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, they might like the whole floor is dedicated to having room parties. So it's not just like one room, it's like several rooms and I remember there's like some rooms chained together. Um I have not been to very many American fur cons. I've only been to one, but I know for TF like they they had that oh. party floor. That was that was crazy. I remember nice. when I was a volunteer for AV for TFF when they first got that hotel and first instated that party floor. It was like and they had room parties going on every single day of that convention. Even like wow, that's yeah, fucking even like Thursday or something. Um, yeah, I I do have some funny stories involving that, but uh, we can save those anecdotes for another time. So, from my experience um, with the Asian cons, at least in terms of room parties, um, they're usually just. I mean, I mean, they are limited to private rooms, um, and uh, and of course, like there's usually like the one central room party, but of course, like people can split off to different groups. Um, but like, I do remember, like I've never really seen like a party floor at a um, mm. at like like in Infernity or even at Jamoff. Like, yeah, yeah, you're they, right. they had the dead dog party. Like, that's a different thing, though. Like, that's not really a room party, but like for for what I've seen at Asian cons, I don't think they have enough people who are willing to drink to literally dedicate like a whole floor to room parties. You're right. Because uh, the hotel charge extra, I think. And mm. if you don't have enough people to pay, so we're not, they're not going to open the panel, like yeah. the party or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think the difference between having a whole suite for a party and like having just a private bedroom or even just double bed room mm-hmm. um yeah is that the level of noise that could be possible uh, in a yeah yeah you're party. right um yeah. i remember at fermit uh our little room party that i went to got basically shut down 
almost because what? we were really playing true. board we were playing board games too loudly apparently that's and? insane because of the room party i went to which was on a different floor that could be why but like we were drinking and chatting and like no one ever no one ever called us maybe because we were in a different block we were like a different part of the uh, hotel right i think if yeah. you if if you um inform the lobby that you were going to make noise i think it's probably fine but you need to like living in the same floor at the ferries yeah yeah you need to be living on a floor with like the other fur the, the other furries because if you're living on a floor with like like regular guests they're probably going to make a complaint but yeah you're right but usually the hotel is blocked out though right usually isn't like the hotel like if a con is going to host a con usually they book them like the rooms yeah. all together in a block right you're right yeah well who knows yeah <laughs> yeah well, going back to the topic of volunteering for conventions, you've done plenty of photography and videography for these events, right, Polar? Yeah. Can you tell so us more I did, about that experience? Uh, yeah. Well, I did volunteer like in JMOF, uh, Titales, Inferity, and Off. And Off, yeah, Off. Yeah. Uh, was it Osaka Fun? Osaka, Osaka Furry Fun Furry Festa. Wow, that's pretty uh, yeah. long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, uh, I think people want to have fun, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in Asian, we don't have, like, the volunteer for, like, capturing the moments in the con. So um, my first furry con is JMOF. Like, my really first furry convention is JMOF. The oh, second, really? I guess. Yeah. Wow. Actually, I think JMOF is, like, the small group, small con for like local furry but since mm. i do the video so it's well known already and then people mm. keep coming now it's too big <laughs> <laughs> yeah so my 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 opinion is like okay people want to have fun and well who gonna keep the the good memories but yeah since we don't have like volunteer for like you know what i mean right like back to yeah. like Five years ago, people going to have fun. Sorry, they're not going to like filming stuff and then sharing. Yeah. So so you're yeah. really talking um, more about like the con videos. For, um, yeah, yeah, for those yeah, who yeah. don't know, Polar, the, uh, Polar is probably one of the best videographers I ever met in the uh, the fandom. He, I, honestly, he's probably the best videographer I met in the furry fandom. And this guy has oh. a hell of a lot of experience, man. Because um, you've been to JMOF. Like, like you mentioned, you've been to JMOF. You've been to Infernity. You've been to... Um, uh, firm, but though I think I think you you also filmed for Firm, right? Yeah, yeah, I did film for Firm. He he filmed for Firm. Um, uh, I think I mentioned titles already, and not only JMOP, but you also went to Off. So you went to two yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. two Japanese fur cons. Um, I, again, we'll provide links to uh, Polar's um, YouTube uh, in in the description. But Polar, um, you know, you guys had to just check it out. You know, like his his work is is absolutely amazing. Yeah, but um, this link is the new my new channel because my old channel mm-hmm. is terminated by yeah YouTube. Yeah, sorry because someone hacked my channel and YouTube decided to terminate it. So you're mm-hmm. gonna see like not so high quality because I dubbed this old video from Chinese website because they pirate my video, right? Oh, and really? Then, yeah, the pirate just only like 1080p. <laughs> so oh, only 1080p. Just, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but but my content is like 4K, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. That's right. So, well, yeah. So, hope you guys have fun in my channel. You're not the only person whose YouTube channel has been kind of kicked around by YouTube. There was, and this will be quick, there was a small little thing going around where uh, people actually try to upload more um, NSFW videos so for the more welcomed on <clears throat> other websites uh. <clears throat> onto yeah. onto youtube yeah and they use yeah, certain yeah. keywords and titles and one of those titles happened to be new lunar oh and uh um way back when when i was still doing music remixes for the brony fandom um yeah. i happened to have a little song uh based around so something called the new lunar empire anthem or something. Uh, (laughs) And so my, not only did that video get flagged, my entire channel got terminated for like a day. What Mm -hmm. a day. Oh, the audience. Nice. I mean, for me, I I didn't break any 
lol from YouTube because they I don't have any flags. I don't have any like uh copyright strike. But um, like one day I just got hacked from Facebook and uh, YouTube. Yeah. I able to recover Facebook, but oh, I, can't. I remember the Facebook. Yeah, thing. I think I remember seeing that. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. Was up? yeah. Okay. So, and I heard is my personal information is leaked from the selling website. Yeah. Yeah, like L something. I cannot say the name. This one L something. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So they just like I heard it's around like five hundred thousand ID leak or something like that. I'm the one of them. I got hacked, and you know my friends. XBM, my drummers, he got hacked also. His his yeah. Facebook, Facebook, and YouTube. No, no, oh. only YouTube. Yeah. Oh, only YouTube. Okay. Like the same period. Hmm. Well, I wanted to um I wanted to ask another question about um um your videography. Okay. Uh, for cons, um, like how does how does it feel though? Like 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 how does it like what t- can you talk talk to us more about your experience being um like the principal, the main uh videographer. Uh, for these cons, walk us through your like. What do you do? What do you prepare? What camera do you use? You know that oh, kind okay. of stuff. Well, for me, it's like doing the job in mm-hmm. the workday. So we know the routine about the con. So next, I choose the songs first, and then like I'm planning the storyboarding, and then mm-hmm. I just like writing on the papers. So I think I have the breakdown in the tweeters mm-hmm. that. Uh, I made oh, really? the your friend twenty five, yeah. So basically, you kind of have like that plan even before going to the con. You already have like that storyboard. Yeah. You have that plan, so like when you get there, you know what to do. Yeah, because um, I'm not gonna waste my time for. I need I need to have the shot in mind that I'm yeah. not gonna waste the time. Yeah. Keep filming, because mm-hmm. I I joined the con for having fun too. So I I pick the time like okay, I wanna get this shot. I wanna get that shot. I want to get those shots from this kind of like in this part of the music, or I gonna get this for a few seconds. So I'm, I plan my shot in my mind. So I I wrote it on the paper, and then I I when I get a shot, I'm stop filming, and then I have have fun with my friends. Yeah. So is this so, something you actually discuss with the staff of the convention? No, I just like so they they let me decide every shot. Mm-hmm. So I just cut right and then send the draft. The first draft to them, and then if they okay, so I'm gonna export it to Forest and then upload to YouTube. Yeah, yeah, that's I, interesting. I, I just um, he is uh, Paul is probably one of the fastest people I've seen to video edit. I remember like after you do your work, like I always see you on your laptop. I see you video editing like even after the con, like like it could be like the Sunday or the Monday, and I, I see you already working. Because of I plan everything first. Mm-hmm. Well, it save a lot of working time for you because um. Well, you have everything in your head, so you just put it on the timeline, and you're yeah. just working that way. Yeah, and um, so my gears. Now I'm I'm used to like it possible, so my main gear is like Blackmagic Pocket Cinema 4K. I'm shooting with the Cinema DNG files, so it's pretty big. So one commission, I need to prepare like five terabyte of space for the hard disk. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 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 And the other gear is like gimbals. So my my main gimbal is like Shun Crane Two. So it's like a Chinese brand, but it sells me pretty well. Like yeah. five six years already. And uh, futures, I'm gonna use Sigma FP for my gears because it's a lot lighter, and maybe VVS for make it pretty light. I'm too old for this, so I'm gonna <laughs> carrying very very <laughs> light say stuff. That, man. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking so, of uh, speaking of Black Magic, do you use DaVinci Resolve for video editing? Yeah, yeah, I I'm I've using this um, software for ten years already. Mm, I, I see. didn't realize but, it was that old. Wow. Well, well, it's pretty old because I'm I'm I've been working to this cinema like factories like how do you say, film factories for a very long time, oh. and this software is like in the industry standard. We need to edit something. We need to color grading. So this software gonna gonna like come come to in place for working like grading, yeah. editing something. Yeah, but but from like don't you resolve like four to five is pretty bad. I mean oh. you just grade it and light editing, but now it's like don't you resolve from 
13, wait, 13, yes. They, they, they improve a lot. So the timeline is very smooth. So I'm stop using the Adobe Premiere and use only the Dungeon Resolve for finish everything in one program. Yeah, I only ask because that's the current program that I use. Uh, I was using Adobe Premiere and After Effects for the longest time. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Me too. Oh, I was just yes. tired of paying like $50 a month oh, yeah. for something yeah. that I only yeah. use for like a couple videos per month. And like, uh, man, I, I learned how to use it during university. But like, oh, nice. eventually I just saw, oh, this is a free software that is just as powerful as an Adobe product. Wow, why yeah. am I not using it? <laughs> it is. Well, for me, I I brought the software for a thousand dollars, like back in like two thousand ten, I oh. think. Yeah. It's cost me a thousand dollars. So in the package <laughs> they have one USB for like it's a it's a key for USB programs. Like it's pretty old. And my first camera in the con is like Blackmagic Design uh, production camera is like the first Blackmagic camera like coming out like many years ago. It shoot rolls, by the way. So that's why I, I, I use Love Cinema Camera for filming because they easy to grading, easy yeah. to adjust like yeah. um, white balance, Kelvin, like highlight shadow or something. Yeah, you, you can manage in your software. No matter you shoot in like the different day, different um, kind of um, like situation you can create to match easily it's, it's different from like the ProLess or like sony file or something yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's pretty impressive honestly i'm i'm just working with a little uh, ca uh canon rebel dslr and it's it's pretty good especially for the price that i got it but yeah. like it's not as powerful as like any of the equipment that you're talking about especially with well, the I years of experience that you have compared to uh, mine yeah Compared to my camera, it's like very cheap. I mean, the Pocket Cinema 4K is only one thousand US dollar for the body only, right? I think it's a lot cheaper than like full frame, like for the other brands, and it served me like exactly the work. I mean, because I'm sh filming only and not take the photo, so I'm I pick the cinema camera for for filming instead right. of like like photo camera for filming because yeah, the fire is different. I mean, they had like $2,000, $5,000 cameras that you could borrow yeah. at my university, but I'm personally using one that's only like five or 600 yeah. including the lens, yeah. Uh, and, and to be honest, like, like I feel like uh, this might be a topic. Um, is just, I'll just make a short, short comment about this. I feel like, I feel like Casey Neistat made, made some kind of video where it's like, honestly, even if you have equipment that's like fairly cheap or even a smartphone yeah like yeah you're it, right it ain't, it ain't too hard to uh make a decent youtube video for anyone who's actually interested in in doing that kind of work um yeah you know in, in videography like you got to start somewhere and sometimes like the cheap stuff is actually better than what you think you're right you, you know I, I i used to have my camera it's my like working gears it's caught me like eighty thousand us dollar in one really? con. so i think 80, it's thousand it's uh, Ari Rexa Mini. I think you probably heard about the camera. It's a Hollywood standard movie camera. Uh, which one? Ari Alexa Mini. Uh, hmm. Ari Alexa Mini. Hmm. Yeah. I I bring to the one con and then I regret it's too heavy and too OP because I think oh. the con, you just, <laughs> you you know, you just do the light gear, cheap gear is fine. You just capture the moment. That's it. You don't, you don't want to yeah. be the very clumsy guys carrying like Hundred thousand gears to the con, <laughs> and then if someone yeah. smack it, it's gonna be a problem because you're gonna waste everything. Yeah, you pretty yeah. much Especially need someone to be your dedicated pack mule. <laughs> you need, yeah, pack mule. You need to go for. <laughs> I mean, at that point, yeah, you're basically like you're 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 almost like a mini like 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 production right there. Like, but then again, you're not getting paid for those con videos. Like, it's all you know yes, volunteer right. work. It's all like because you like it you enjoy it it's your hobby you know um i did also want to uh, uh piggyback on that topic and so you've been working in the um actual like tv and film industry that's uh, right for like 10 years yeah. right so like yes. um so what polar does is he actually um i highly uh what was it uh you work for thai netflix right yeah yeah so and polar does stuff the like that that, see, sorry, I think sorry. that's I think that's amazing. You know, so so see, Polar he can actually apply like the the stuff that he's learned from the industry 
and then he can basically apply that to his con videos. And so I, I think that's really cool where it's like he can do it as his professional job, but then he can do it for like, you know, for cons as like his side kind of hobby. Uh, speaking of Thai Netflix, any good stuff that you would recommend? Not stuff that you work on, but stuff that you would recommend from Thai Netflix. Uh, it's just like the horror movie is very famous wow. from Thailand. Horror movie. Yeah, many horror movies are very great. If you like, well, the Thailand is like, uh, the famous thing is, you know what I mean? The queer movie, like LGBT yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah. Second is going to be There's like the horror movie. Yeah. Oh. Well, I produce three queer series mm-hmm. per year, every year. <laughs> and the feedback is pretty good. It's better than like action movies or like dramas, movies, something like that. Wow. Like, overall, so overall drama is like, well, it's not that famous, but 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 LGBT movies or series are very famous from Thailand. My grandma always watched Thai dramas, and like I don't get it, man. Like I, I don't I don't get it, like because because she always well, watched like yeah, cause she, it's always like the guy likes the girl or the girl likes the guy, but they can't get together because like maybe the mom is mad or the dad doesn't want the guy to to to, to date the girl. Like I I, I don't get it. Well, <laughs> th- actually, like the Thai drama is very famous in Laos and Vietnam. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It must be good. <laughs> Maybe I'm missing out. <laughs> well, 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 I think you probably like. I mean, the old pe- old Lao people and old like Vietnam people love like how to say actor from Thailand. Mm-hmm. Like they they have the favorite actor in mind. As as someone that studied film and is watching film as much as I can, um, I haven't seen much from Thai. Uh, I mean, I've seen Shutter. That's like the the pinnacle. Oh, that's, for, that's most well known. Shutters of Thai yeah. horror yeah um but I've, I've I've heard of some I don't remember their names but I know there's one that's almost like a parody of another uh Thai horror film about like so some guy's wife dies she comes back as a ghost he thinks she's still alive but like his friends come over and like they know she's dead and it's like some more like a horror comedy uh-huh about the situation of like uh-huh. Is is this ghost gonna hurt us? Does he like actually know she's dead? Like, what's what do we do? Mm-hmm. Oh no! <laughs> well, I had a um, I have a uh, sort of like concluding remark um, uh, on the whole like topic of photography and videography, though. Like, like what's one piece of advice for people who want to do something like what you do? You know, be be like be a uh. con videographer or photographer. Like, like what's one, what's like, what's like your best piece of advice that you can give to someone who's like aspiring, you know? Well, the first you need to do it from your heart. I mean, mm. if you really want to do it, so the birds can be very good. But if you just do it for the fame, you know what I mean? Right. It's yeah. not, it's not yeah. going to be great. Yeah. People, uh, the, the, how to say people knows if they watching your film, if you're going to do for the fames or if you're going to do for like your heart put it on it so they're gonna see it yeah. clearly yeah so if you wanna do the kind of things like if you wanna start it I, th- I recommend you guys watching the tutorial how to do stuff in YouTube like it's right. not it's not the fairly lady but um, uh-huh. there, there are many tutorials from YouTube like how to set the camera properly yeah. how to use the gears how to film how to like compose how to edit so everything you can find in YouTube yeah and, and and it's basically free like like so it's yeah. like like and and um and um like like there's just so much information on YouTube that is for free yes, and you you're know, right. do on your own time um and then what can you speak to a little bit about gear though like like what if someone's starting out what kind of gear would you recommend well for the starters use the gear that you have or if you want to buy one choose one that you're comfortable with it so no matter you're going to use like Four third, APS-C or full frames, even the phone cameras, they're gonna produce a lot of good content from it. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, no matter what you use any gears, if you're doing is correct, it's gonna be very good. Yeah, no, no need to use the expensive gear like me or something. For my gear is considered to be uh, expensive because you need to spend around two to three k for make it make it work right. But you right. can use your smartphone. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, if you want to, if you want to know how smartphone can do stuff, you can search in the uh, YouTube. Uh, 
So I have my friend that filmed the con from the smartphone. He na his name is Holod from Singapore. You can oh yeah, Holod the yeah. horse. Yeah, or Gyro, Gyro, Gyro the wolf. He filmed mm. entire the con from compact camera. Wow. Yeah, but but both of the both of, both both of the guys I mentioned about, he make it from heart. So you can see like he he have a lot of like story behind it. And he have like plan for cutting something, right? Yeah, like the smartphone guys named Holland from Singapore, yeah, and yeah. Jairo Wolf. I think he's from Singapore too, right? I don't know. I forgot. Yeah, mm. yeah. That just reminds for, me of the. There was an independent horror film that was filmed all on iPhone. It was produced here uh, in the United States, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So if there if that's possible, then anything is, you know. You're right. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. You're right. Oh, and I think like they have like the free software called DaVinci Resolve, so you can edit grading, mixing into one one program. So you not no need to buy it or pirate the other programs for it. Mm -hmm. From yeah. Blackmagic Design, DaVinci Resolve, it's very powerful program for make like the video or something. For the photos, I cannot recommend you guys because I just a videographers. I'm not like photographers. Sorry, guys. Oh, if you wanna learn how to make good photographers or videographer, you can see Kiba Wolf from oh, right. Canada. He's do doing both uh video and photos. Shadow Spot. Yeah, he's doing both also. Uh, Malvin from Singapore, he's doing a great job for editing the photos and photographers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And if you want to do how the, if you want to see the good content from fairy creators, I mean, you can watch Chiros from Indonesia. He's create a lot of good content fairy, like even even the furicon, right? He he put the story behind it every time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, it's amazing. So you can, you guys can check it out. The link is be down below. Every every link is down below. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, True, editors. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you you can find the inspiration for making it. So you're gonna be cinematic like me. You're gonna be like fairy story like Chiros, or you're gonna be like everyone. You need to find the idol first, and then you can like learning from them, like how to film, like movement or something so and you'll be become like your own license for creating the videos all right so thank you for joining us on the podcast polar go ahead and tell us where people can check out your work on social media and anything else you know okay uh if you guys interest my work please check out my youtube channels just type in polar the Lion studio and if you guys want to contact me please type polar the Lion on Instagram. And if you want to watch my progress, please check out my Twitters, Polar the Lion. Is that correct? Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's perfect. Okay. Sorry, my English is not going to be good. <laughs> it's <laughs> fine. Okay. And that has been today's episode of the Fox and Burger podcast. I am your co-host, Fox. I am Burger. I am Polar. And we'll see you in the next episode. <laughs>